welcome to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the guy who thinks MVP Baseball 05 soundtrack is the greatest soundtrack of all time, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you doing tonight? Um, I'm... I'm doing good. I feel like we probably need to change the time for when we do this because sometimes it's when the Mariner game is happening and some bad things are happening, just like they did with uh, the end of the Mariner game here and um, the team, uh, yeah. the team losing it. But um, you know what? Other than that, I'm doing well. How are how are you doing this Monday evening? Uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling really good, actually, uh, outside of the Mariners game. Uh, that was, you know, I, honestly, it went above my expectations today because I thought, you know, Fulmer was going to close us out in the ninth, but, uh, Kelnick decided to come through with a home run. So, uh, a little surprise there, but, um, yeah, other than that, I'm doing good. It's, uh, starting to melt the snow around here, you know, nice. 60 degrees today. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I know in here in Idaho. Uh, if it gets any hotter than that, I'm probably going to hate it. But for right now, I'm liking it. So yeah. I like it. I like it. Nice. No, it's uh, it's a little rainy over here still, but um, I can smell spring. It's it's on its way. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting to the ballpark and maybe up to Everett at some point. Watch your boy Harry Ford and a couple others. So um, you, you'll have to get over here, too, because it's going to be it's going to be a fun summer. Soon, soon. I hope soon, but soon. Before we get into everything, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time to listen to this edition of the Forks Down Podcast, as well as all the editions of Forks Down Podcast, if you have. Um, you know, if you're new, welcome to the podcast. Um, you know, Bo and I have been doing it, I think we're at 26 now. We're at 26 or 27. I've I've lost count, but um, you know, we're going strong. We're trying to give you guys the Mariners news that we're always looking for. And so, um, you know, thank you. We see it in the number of listens every week. Um, we see it in ad plays. We see it, you know, in, in other ways, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, you know, interactions and stuff like that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from both Bo and I, um, you know, for, for kind of supporting us on our uh, journey here. Um, if you haven't already, Go hit up our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, search Forks Down Podcast. Um, also hit like and subscribe or subscribe. You know, it depends on what podcast listening app you're using. Um, it'll get you notified about new episodes dropping. Um, you can rate us on there. Again, that's not for our egos, but it will help us um, push up the charts a little bit. So we're a little bit more visible, you know, so uh if you guys can do that, that would be great. But other than that, you know, thank you for the support. And, you know, if you're new, welcome to the Forks Down podcast. And hopefully, you know, Bo and I having fun will kind of translate to you kind of having fun whenever you listen to it. So with that being said, Bo, um, before we dive into the, the Mariners Guardian season, um, we do have a few Mariners notes. Um you know, quite a few actually between the Saturday and Sunday game um, with with musical chairs being played in the bullpen. Um, are you surprised that Festa got option? Um, I'm a little surprised. Um, he had. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm a little surprised because he only had, I think, um, was it like I think he pitched like a third of an inning on one of the games against uh against the guardians. And I know he had a bad outing before that, um, against the angels. Um, so it was a little surprising. I think, I don't know if there was, I can't remember if there was any talk of like an injury bug or anything like that for him, but yeah, I was a little surprised. I thought they probably would have given him another chance. And I guess we did talk about that. Like we did think that maybe come the off day on Thursday, there might be some moving around and shuffling of the bullpen in some way, shape or form. But um, you know, mm-hmm. that just ended up coming early, um, and things got moved around quite a bit and, um, it's, uh, yeah, well, yeah. a lot of that, a lot of that came with Andres Munoz, you know, going on the IL. I think our prediction on Thursday being the day that 
you know, they would have shuffled around the bullpen. Would have been the day if Andres Munoz didn't have to go on the IL with a deltoid strain. So I think mm. that just kind of kicked it in the butt a little bit. Yeah, no, that's fair. And um, I just think that, uh, you know, other points that we're going to talk about just in the reviews, right? Just the Mariners have been um, using the bullpen a lot. We've been going to the bullpen quite a bit. So um, mm-hmm. I think entering today, we had the second most innings um, pitched by the bullpen. I think like that was only by like a third of an inning, a third of an inning. So like we've been, we've been going to the bullpen a lot. So maybe there's some credence to those guys Mm -hmm. that are like, Oh, we need to leave the starters in there a little bit longer. I thought Luis may have gone seven innings tonight in the game that we're watching here, or the game that we did watch against the Cubs on Monday, he ended up going six. I thought he might've gone a little bit longer just to try to stretch that bullpen out a little bit. But, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, I, I mean, it's good that we have all. It's good that we have all these options in the bullpen. Um, I think the the challenge is that you know right now the bullpen is still walking um, like six batters per nine innings, right? So like we're mm-hmm. still not seeing as great of a results in the bullpen. I think um, you know the and we'll we can we'll talk about it deeper. But Gabe Spire has been the bright spot there, and. Um, you know, we'll hopefully mm-hmm. can see more coming coming later. I think I wonder what other kind of moves will be coming out of this bullpen thing. But um, yep. so far, um, you know, wish we could have some better results. But uh, I totally get you know why we're moving guys in and about. Yep, yep. Uh, with Munoz going on the IL, Festa be an option for the Sunday game. We brought up Justin Topa and JB Bukakis. Um, <laughs> if you guys watch the Sunday game, which we're gonna go over. Uh, Bukakis didn't have the best outing, uh, between Sunday and Monday's game, he got optioned again. And we brought up Jose Rodriguez, who, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Bo, he was in the, uh, Angels system as of like 2020, but he hasn't pitched for a couple years. That's correct. Yeah. He was in the Angels for, um, a little while um and that's where he started his career in 2013 and then he kind of mm-hmm. bounced around with Atlanta and the Mets the last couple of seasons in triple a AAA and double a um yeah he I think he was signed he was a very I mean we talked I think probably mentioned in one of our previous episodes but we didn't really think too much of it at the time um but now he'll get a shot um and yeah, we'll just see. This is uh we're kind of playing musical yeah like we like you said musical chairs of the bullpen trying to see I think maybe could try to keep guys fresh too. I think that's a big part of it. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? We'll see if any of the guys, any of these guys stick. I will. I'm, I am surprised that it's happening this early, I guess. I, I would have thought that, like I said, maybe by Thursday or maybe later on the season, maybe by like May or somewhere with maybe some more guys we would see, but maybe that's just a credit that we have a lot of bullpen options. I don't know, but um, I wish they, I wish those options would pitch a little better, but anyways, it's like, it's, it's interesting to see. Yep. 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 Well, to kind of slide out of the bullpen there before we get into the games, uh, we do have a couple injury updates, I guess. Um, once one more so better than the other, um, you know, start of the season, we threw Dylan Moore and Taylor Trammell, um, on the DL, both battling different injuries, um, the good news is Dylan Moore um, and Tra- Taylor Trammell, both of them are playing in extended spring training currently. Um, Moore might come back around April 14th. You know, we were thinking maybe it was later with everyone they were picking up, um, which leads me into another note. Nick Solak got DFA'd, but, you know, you know, we just kind of are going to gloss over that because, you know, we have Cesar Hernandez still down there, but, Dylan Moore might be back by the April 14th homestand. Trammell's a little further behind, so he'll probably spend another, what, week or two down there? Um, Probably another week or two. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's a little further behind just because it's the wrist, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that could take a little bit longer just to make sure that the rehab's going well. So, um, yeah, and I don't know. Even even if Trammell does come back, uh, I mean Cooper Hummels looked. I mean he had he had a double tonight. He's looked a little bit better, but um, yeah, I don't know where. I don't know if Trammell's immediately going to get a call back to back to the majors, right? Maybe he starts a Triple A and then Hummel gets moved around. I don't quite know how that one will work out, but I don't know if we'll get any movement on that till maybe May on the Trammell side of things. Yeah, 
well, we're going to have to open up a spot for Dylan Moore. So that's good probably point. where Hummel's yeah. at, you know. So, um, yeah, but good to see those guys uh, getting back in the swing of things. And definitely we could use Dylan Moore, uh, especially with how Colton Wong's been looking. Um, I know a lot of Mariners fans currently are having uh, Vietnam flashbacks. Uh, you know, Wong being the second coming of Jesse Winker, but um, I'm not at that stage yet. Not at that stage. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll like him if, you know, we go to, let's say, Los Angeles and spark another brawl. Mm-hmm. Huh? 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 Mm-hmm. He, he sets a brawl in motion. We win 13 games. You know, I like it. I like it. So. Hmm. Colton Wong seems a little bit more of a relaxed guy than Jesse Winker, but you know what? If it, if it sparks the team, I'll take it. So if it sparks the team, if it sparks Colton <laughs> Wong, I'll take it. Yeah. We'll get it that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's, let's dive into the guardian series because, uh, you know, I, overall, I thought the series went well, We took two or three, obviously the Sunday game being the outlier. And it, it's funny, Bo, because we said, you know, one of the keys to the guardians, uh, series, you know, when we dropped the last episode on Friday was, uh, you know, the bullpen needs to come in and have some, some good games. And honestly, two of the three games were great. We gave up one earned run in, in the bullpen, um, in two of those three games. Now we don't talk about the Sunday game because we had, uh, by my count, let's see here, one, two, three, three blown saves. But, um, you know, at least two thirds of that series, the bullpen came out and and actually did what it was intended to do. So, three blown saves. Um, yeah, I just uh, I just keep coming back to the free passes, though, man. We're we're, we're like we're continue to just like give up walks and let getting guys on base and letting them you know um, score on us when we give up some of those free base runners, right? And uh, I just don't think we're going to be able to do that when, especially once we enter against uh, like AOS teams and those games matter. I think they probably matter a little bit more, right? Um, we're just not going to be able to do that. And I thought that I thought that in the Guardian series, I think we mentioned last week that we kind of felt like the Mariners were in a little bit of a spring training mode still, with all like the walks that they were giving up, the poor hits that they were having, the low exit velocities, and. I feel like they figured out some of that during the guardian series. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. The walks are, the walks are still a, still a troubling thing. Um, and that game on that game on Sunday, um, uh, just, uh, just a, just a really bad way to end the, end the series. Other, otherwise was a decent, you know, pitch series, a decent whelp series overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of sucked mm-hmm. to lose the game that way, especially after the game that Kirby had. And, um, yeah, no, it was, <laughs> I was watching that game and it just, it, it was a little nerve wracking, especially there in the ninth and the whole works. And then it got a little, and it got a little boring cause we just kind of kept on trading runs back and forth in the, in the extra innings there. And then it was just, uh, yeah, just a very disappointing outcome, but, um, I don't know what, uh, from a pitching side of things, um, well, I mean, we want a Marco start, so that's always a, always a positive thing. Um, but yep, uh, Logan Gilbert still is kind of sticking out to me. I know that he had a little bit of troubles um, there. I think he gave up a couple of runs, but um, Logan Gilbert mm-hmm. sticking out to me. Where, what are you seeing from, from him or from, you know, maybe about the starter side of things, especially during that guardian season series that you liked? You know, unfortunately I think Gilbert in my mind probably had the worst pitch, worst start of that, the guardian series. Um, Kirby, Kirby pitched Well, he went, Six innings, five hits, one run, one earned, four Ks. You know, um, didn't give up a base on balls, which was which was nice. But um, and and you know, let's look at Marco real quick because Marco went five point two, six hits, one run, one, one, you know, the one run being earned. Uh, he did have three base on balls, but had five Ks, and uh, you know, it was a three to two win that day. So he did what he needed to do to limit, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting runners on base. You know. Obviously, the three base on balls doesn't look like that, but um, they didn't come around to score, which was nice. Gilbert, on the other hand, four innings pitch, six hits, three earned, um, you know, three runs, three earned, two base on balls. He did have six Ks, and um, <clears throat> this is where I think the 
bullpen actually came in pretty pretty clutch during the series because the only three runs we gave up that whole game were to Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murphy came in, got the win, got Brash, Munoz, all had holds, and then Seawald got the save. And between the five um, relief pitchers we brought in, only one had a base on balls. But, you know, Gilbert um, got into trouble early. Uh, you know, I, I watched part of his start back. He was spiking balls into the dirt. Um, just didn't have the command that um, – you know, he should have, I don't know, you know, we, we go back to, are these guys stuck into spring training mode still? And he just, oh, he seems like he hasn't left Peoria yet. Um, You know, I, I expect him to turn it around, but um, that, that start against the Guardians on Friday was just not it, you know, um, and then the bullpen had to come in and save him, essentially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and... uh I mean, I was, I was, I was out of town this week. I came back and watched some of the game, but I didn't really watch it live. So might have had a different perspective on it, but um, I think, I think, I still think Logan Gilbert, um, I still like everything that I think he was down. I think he was down a couple, like maybe a velocity point or two on his fastball. Um, And I think he was Mm -hmm. talked about it after the game. He didn't really notice. He didn't really, he didn't, I think he said he wasn't really pitching injured or anything like that. So just something he was going to look into. Um, But I think it's still very promising for Logan Gilbert. Like I know that maybe it wasn't the best outing from the outcome perspective, but um, he still has a pretty high whiff percentage. Like his whiff percentage is um, I think the second highest in the Mariners starters. Um, I think his whiff for his percentage right now is, um, let me see it real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still right around 27%. Like it's top, still, still top 50 in baseball. And I know we always talk about like the baseball savant page from like a hitting perspective, but if you go to like Logan Gilbert's baseball savant page from a pitching perspective, it's still blood red right now. Right. Like. I think he's the, like the the strikeouts, the base on balls, those are still in an okay spot for me. So like, still very positive, very very high on Logan Gilbert that he's going to have a good season. We'll see what his velocity comes out the next time. But um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think, like you said, if the bullpen can click like that on certain nights, that's what we kind of need to back up some of these guys that are going to give us a chance to win every night. And that was mm-hmm. uh, a good team win there. So um, good first game there in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Yep. It, it was a good second game, too. That Marco game wasn't very good. Very good game. Uh, Indians kind of came back at the end and were, uh, were battling, but uh, Seawald ended up getting a save there. Um, you know, we mentioned earlier we're, we're really liking what we see from Spire, and I, I actually think there's two pitchers that um, out of the bullpen that are really showing me a lot. Um, one of them got actually a hold in – two of the three games and that was Trevor got, mm. um, you know, he was a big reason, you know, the Mariners went into extra innings on Sunday, but he came in on Friday and, and pitched pretty good. Got two K's. Um, it's funny because, uh, that Sunday game, he got a hold, uh, didn't have a strikeout, didn't have a walk, but pitched us out of an inning, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think those are two bright spots. Um, you know, even Seawald's last couple starts, or excuse me, last couple uh, outings um, during the Cleveland game, I thought re- went really well. So we're we're turning around slowly but surely. You know, um, we just can't pitch those guys every day. Um, we can't pitch those three. Yeah. You know, we got to have Diego come around, and he did on Sunday. Right. Um, yep. You know, but we got to figure out what's happening with Brash because Brash got the loss tonight uh in on monday against the cubs and he blew a save on sunday and he just he's such a feast or famine pitcher it's wild because like brash there's some games he'll come in and have three strikeouts he'll make some of the best hitters in baseball like jose ramirez look silly but then other games he can't he can't find his control that game on sunday when he blew the save you know, two hits, two runs, two earned runs, gave up a base on balls, had three Ks, um, but still the base on balls and the earned runs killed him. Um, it's just, 
it's wild. He's such a feast of famine guy. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I um, I get, I, I mean, I do get, I get Edwin Diaz vibes from Matt Brash right now. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's too far of a stretch comparison. But like Edwin Diaz back in 2017 walked, you know, four I think per nine and struck out 12 per nine. Like Matt Brash is getting a lot of strikeouts, but he's also walking a lot. And yeah, feast or famine, he's gonna gonna carve you up or sometimes he's just gonna get carved up so um giving up balls there um giving up too many free free base runners and just getting giving up the hits when he needs to so i don't know i kind of see a little bit of edwin diaz in him to start with um we'll see obviously he's got a little bit of a different approach but um i uh yeah i'm still very hopeful that he's gonna be able to kind of figure it out but yeah i don't know i don't know about brash yep bo are, are you saying it's still too early is that what you're saying? Um, well, I hope it's not too early. Maybe if you want to change topics, I hope it's not too early and we're not too much of a small sample size theater for our friend. Um, I think the one real bright spot, the guy that I think is just, I, he's given Mariner fans a lot of hope right now. And that's, uh, that's Jared Kelnick. He's just, um, he's sticking out right now, man. It's, uh, I, I want to compare, I want to try to, and uh, you know what? I'm going to hope to have this by the next time, by our next Monday episode. I'll put this on myself. Hopefully I can be able to find it. I want to try to get like Jared Kelnick's best stretch of like, um, how many play appearances do you have? Like, does he have now? I don't know, but like, I want to try to Jared, Kel- try to find Jared Kelnick's best stretch of like 30 plate appearances and compare it to now to see if there's any like major difference there, because I just feel like, feel like he may have put i mean he may has potentially changed and turned a corner so um like he he really has he really has yeah it's phenomenal to watch at this point again i'm gonna say it again it's still early but um he i i would like you you know i hope you do find that the guardian series he went one for four three for four and one for five so you know um He's, he's hitting the ball well. He's getting on base. Um, he's still kind of leaving a couple runners on base. Let's see. He had... Like a lot of other Mariners. Actually, you know like what? a lot of other Mariners. Like an, uh, we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, he left five on base this weekend. Um, but, you know, Friday he had a run, one for four. His big game was Saturday, two for uh, three for four, one RBI. Um, he did strike out once. I don't think it was a, a bad-looking sh- strikeout. Mm-hmm. Um and then he, uh, you know, Sunday he went one for five, one run, one had one double and a RBI uh, in extra innings. Uh, he did have two Ks on on um, on Sunday, but then Monday, you know, uh, we're gonna preview the Cubs series in a couple minutes. But um, Monday he had a big home run to tie the game. So. Uh, you know, he's batting over 300 hit that three for four game brought him up from like, it was something crazy, like 156 batting average. It put him over 300. So, um, one big game really, I don't know, upped his confidence and, and that ball tonight that he hit against the Cubs, you know, as we shoot it Monday guys. Uh, but he, he hit a ball on Monday and it was a moonshot. It was, it was very fair and it was very gone. Mm-hmm. No, it was very fair, very gone. It was one eleven off the bat, and it probably would have gone further, but I think it ran into like a scoreboard or a wall out there somewhere. So it probably would have gone further. And it's just uh like I he is still striking out about a third of the time at the plate. So if you wanna if you want to nitpick, go ahead and do that. But like his plate discipline just looks better. His he's got a lower chase rate, he's got a lower first pitch swing percentage um his mm-hmm. own swing percentage is good like he's just he's got he just looks his whiff percentage is down the big one there right like he just i think the plate discipline's gonna come around um and right now he just kind of he kind of looks like the player like we wanted him to be um i think once mm-hmm. we get into i want to say about mid-may is when we're gonna make some i think mid-may is at a point where we're gonna where we can kind of quit saying it's a small sample size theater and you know it's still early right i think that's a good point to say that so we still got about a month i think before we can kind of make a good determination on it but um you know i just love it right now it just it, we're rank, we're lengthening the lineup better than we have in a long time i feel like we've got a couple of guys at the, at that back end now that can kind of 
I think really help us. And um, mm-hmm. Kellnick's part of that. And uh, it's just really good to see. It's just really good to see. It makes, I think it makes all us Mariner fans happy inside. Yep. I mean, I, I feel like the two best batters that I've been watching so far this season, um, Cal, Cal's really been looking good. And, and Kelnick, obviously I'm not going to include, I, I don't know, our two best batters, J-Rod and, and France are theoretically our number one and number two best hitters. And obviously they're doing what they're, they're doing, but I guess it's maybe because I key in more when Cal's at bat or Kelnick's at bat because, um, and, and like you said, they're just, they're both looking really well right now. Um, as a whole though, the team is just, we're leaving runners on base, you know, and, and, you know, we mentioned that earlier, but Friday's guardians game, we left nine runners in base. We did hit three thirty three with runners in scoring position. Uh, Saturday, uh, we left eight runners on base. We did go 400, um, four for 10 runners in scoring position. Um, but Saturday, man, 12 runners left on base. Three for 15, that's good for a 200 batting average with runners in scoring position. Um, and and it it sucks to say, but the two biggest culprits um, that I always saw this weekend uh, were two of our recent pickups, Teoscar Hernandez uh, and Colton Wong. Uh, between the two guys, seven, let's see, seven ba- uh, left on base in Friday's game. Uh, three... Nine left on base in Saturday's game. Colton Wong left six people's on, people on base. And then Sunday's game, two, three, four, four people on base. Yeah. You know, so those guys aren't, aren't swinging the bat well and getting, at least with runners in scoring position. Um, You know, when no one's on, it looks like Tio's kind of coming around. Went two for six, had a multi-hit game on Sunday, went one for five in Friday's game. But, um, when we get runners on with them, you know, they aren't looking great and, you know, maybe less for Colton Wong, but more for Teoscar. We thought, you know, he was going to be a big part of the offense, you know, and, uh, it's not looking that way so far in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Teo. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I kind of, I threw out my Colton Wong, maybe I was having some challenges last week and, I, I don't know. I, I still have some concerns about it. Um, he think he did get an extra, and he think he did get another hit tonight. So, um, maybe there's something there to Colton Wong, but, um, yeah, I guess I'm still, I am still a little worried about him. Not, not, I mean, it's still early. Yes, it is. So there's still a chance he could break out of this, but I think that, um, yeah, I think the Mariners desperately want Dylan Moore to get back. I think that's all I'm saying is, I think they want to kind of get him back and, get him in the lineup and I know that they want to do, you know, they want to platoon the two of them, but I think at least have another option at second base. Um, Sam Haggerty has been fine been serviceable out there, but um, I think it would be nice to see and be good to see Dylan Moore back out there on the TO front. Put, go ahead. Good. Oh no, keep going. Sorry. I guess I was going to say on the tail front front. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, 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 he's not really kind of coming through at the moments that we need him. I guess I always go back to like the, 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 the savant profile right now. And like Teo still has like a pretty solid, like expected, you know, batting average, expecting it weighted on base percentage just due to his batted ball profile. So what I come back to is like, I think it's going to come together for Teo. I think it's just, um, I think it's just not, it's not clicking at the times that we need it right now. I think it's a little bit of it's bad luck. And, um, I think it's, I think it's going to come around for Teo. I'm much more, much more high on Teo working it out rather than Colton right now. So, um, I think we just got to keep on giving Teo more opportunities and he's going to get there. Um, but I wonder, I wonder if Teo, um, he was never, I wouldn't say he wasn't the guy in Toronto. But I mean, look who he was batting behind in Toronto. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to say our top of the lineup's worse than their top of the lineup, but you're batting behind Bo Bichette and, and Vlad Guerrero, you know? So I wonder if he feels more pressure, hmm. you know, cause 
you know, we ex- we signed him, well, we traded for him to, and expected him to be, you know, top of the lineup, you know, probably 30 home run, 100 RBI guy. Um, I wonder if he's just got a lot of pressure on himself right now. Um, as for Wong, I, I want to ask you a question here, a, a theoretical. Um, if put your put yourself in Jerry's shoes or Justin's shoes, um, are you having buyer's remorse on Colton Wong yet? Um, are you looking back at the offseason going, we probably should have picked up someone like Gleber? Or well, how are you feeling, feeling there? Um, probably with this, Glaber's been off to a pretty good start so far. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, maybe, maybe because I'm just looking at Glaber and Glaber's looked really, really good to start of the season. Um, maybe I am thinking of it that way. Maybe I didn't, you know, end up paying the price to go get Glaber. Um, uh, but again, maybe they're kind of, maybe they're going to kind of wait to wait out to see how Colton Wong, like, Looks, I guess, like we said, that that kind of mid magic or mid that magic kind of mid mid May time, right? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, Glaber would have been a nice big bat to put right in the top of that order. And right now, we just don't have that with Colton Wong. Um, so maybe there is a little bit of buyer's remorse. Maybe there is a little. I don't really know if there would be any buyer's remorse. Maybe with Jesse Winker. I think Jesse Winker's off to a fine start this at this point, but. Um, Mm-hmm. yeah maybe a little bit to start i think there has to be some of that right but just given the the lackluster performance we've had from him so far but what do you do on that right so um and who, who, who even knows you know what kind of price the yankees really wanted on glaber so um mm-hmm. but i kind of thought that the yankees might have done it just given that the log jam that they're going to end up having at the second base and shortstop position but um what do you do there so what do you what do you think do you think there's some remorse going on there. I mean, I think he's better than probably Abraham Toro, but that's not really saying too much. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he's better than Toro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of regretting it a little bit. I think in our, um, preseason mock lineups for the season, we both had Gleaver mm-hmm. coming in, getting traded over. And so, I don't know, I guess I kind of wanted Gleaver, um, thought he would be a little bit better suited, but um, I'm not ready to hit the eject button yet. Um, and it, it, you know, I'm gonna say this jokingly, but I'm certainly not having seller's remorse on Kyle Lewis right now. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, good thing it's not his knee. That's all I'm gonna say. He's on the the IL again <laughs> with an illness, but uh, you know. I've uh I don't have any remorse on that one yet because Kyle was just it was time. And I think, you know, we, we mentioned it a couple weeks ago or last week. Uh, I think Evan White's probably in the same boat. But yeah. um Yeah, I'm not ready to hit the eject seat yet on, on Colton Wong. I think uh I think he'll play a little bit better once he gets a little competition with uh with Dylan Moore coming back, you know um yeah and but yeah yeah i don't know and well like i said a couple weeks maybe there'll be some more movement there cesar hernandez has looked uh, i guess let's pull it up nicely if i can pull it up here um but let's see cesar hernandez has looked relatively okay at triple a um so maybe he does Mm -hmm. get a shot here soon um and and like we said you know nick solak got dfa'd so He's not a factor anymore. Nick Solak, there's still Pat Valleca, and there's still Mason McCoy too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a couple of different options the Mariners can go with. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There might be a, there might be a chance that we run Dylan Moore out there more often than we anticipated, which is probably not the best ideal situation. But listen, I think there's still an opportunity if this Mariner team, if this Mariner team is looking, I don't know if we're. I, I think we're still. Uh, I'm trying to think. Let's see where we're at now. Yeah, I don't know. I think we'll come June, July. Maybe there's talk of trying to go out and get somebody else. I don't know. We'll see. That's that's for a future date. But um, maybe if we want to upgrade, that's uh, also gives us an opportunity to go upgrade somewhere for maybe a position we want to go trade for. So we'll see. Who knows? Yep, yep, yep. 
Um, let's bounce into this Cubs series real quickly, Bo. Obviously, the the game didn't go the Mariners' way on Monday, um, losing three to two. Um, like we said earlier, Matt Brash picked up the loss. Uh, the lone bright spot I feel in my mind was Kelnick getting his big home run. Um, other than that, it was a very, very quick game. Um, you know, so not not a good start in Chicago, but we got two more, and we've got Flexen on the mound against Hayden Wesnexki. I can't even say that guy's name. And then uh, Wednesday, the series closer, uh, Logan Gilbert versus Marcus Stroman. Um, I don't know. Another chance to see Gilbert and see if he can kind of snap out of it and get his velocity back up. Velocity back up. Um, velocity back up, and then I do want to kind of see if, if Flexen can kind of continue to be a you know a solid starter for us. Um, it should be interesting mm-hmm. to see that. Um, yeah, Wineski and Stroman are both right-handers, so. Um, Honestly, I'm still locked into Jared Kelnick. He's going to get a lot of opportunities. I think the Cubs bullpen's pretty right-handed, um, so I couldn't wouldn't be surprised if he plays almost all innings of these games upcoming. So um, I would uh, really love to get him going and keep him going, keep him hot like he has been. So that's my hope. There was Niski looked a little rocky, I think, in his first start. Give give a couple home runs. Still give up the long ball. Um, Strowman, um, I think Strowman, yeah, Strowman did strike out six and walk three in his last start. Um, but you know, always been a pretty consistent and solid pitcher. So we'll kind of see what the Mariners can do on this front. Um, I'm hoping for another kind of big series from Cal from the left hand side of the plate. Um, like I said, Kelnick's mm-hmm. still the guy I'm watching for. Um, and uh, yeah, outside of that, you know, it would still be a good time for Colton Wong to try to make some magic happen here against these right-handers. But um, yeah, I don't know. What about you? Anything sticking out? Anything you're looking for in the series? Um, well, I, I mentioned to you before we started the show about the wind in Cleveland and um, you put on the outline that X of velocities, velocities are starting to climb and we're going to need that. Like the, the home run that uh, Kelnick hit tonight, 111 off the bat. Um, you know, if we're we're gonna drive the ball out in Chicago and you know in Cleveland, we're gonna have to hit it hard. Um, if you go back and watch um, Cal's home run on Sunday, it was it was a line drive. Mm-hmm. You know, because every time a ball got popped up, even if it came off the bat, you know, 90, 98 to a um, if, if you hit it up really high, the ball was getting pushed back in. And uh, I can see that being a problem in Chicago, too. Um, you know, even the announcers were mentioning it. Um, balls are getting hit up, and they're like, oh, that one could be gone. Just kidding. You know, it's the ball's getting pushed in. And I, um, you know, they mentioned that it's going to be even worse in Cleveland. So, um, you know, the one, one of the big keys this, you know, the rest of the series is if we're going to hit the ball out or – hit the ball anywhere we're gonna have to drive it it's gonna be have have to be on a line um you know to even get it out of the stadium um but uh the other thing i'm looking for is and, and you kind of mentioned it uh we need to get to the bullpen early we need to um i i think we've got two pitchers that we can definitely uh tee off on and and push them out of the game early so mariners you need to come in you know they want to win two or three this series. They're going to have to to get runners in scoring position and then hit them in. You know, we got to stop stop leaving them on base. Mm-hmm. You know, and we did. We we still had trouble with that in Cleveland, but we were hitting a little better. Um, I I I think we were hitting a lot better than the start of the season with runners in scoring position. But um, you know, you leave them on base, you're not going to win many games. You know, because you're not scoring runs. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. And the Cubs are kind of at the opposite other end of the spectrum in their bullpen usage. I think they've the second to second to last in the number of innings pitched. Um, I think a little bit of that's by design. Um, just I don't think the 
know, the bullpen for the Cubs has always been a, a high strong point. Pitching in general has not been the Cubs strong point throughout the last kind of, I would say decade or so. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess on that front, yeah, still looking for the offense, um, looking for a little bit more of that magic that we saw over the weekend versus the guardians. Um, really included on Kelnick. Um, it would just be a good time for a lot of guys, Keldick and Teoscar yep. and the whole works. Um, we saw a little bit of mm-hmm. come to life tonight and, um, with Kelnick that is, and hopefully, uh, hopefully more will happen. So, yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And, and Kelnick, I think is going to, going to break through. We just need Tio and, and Wong to do something. Um, because honestly the top of our lineup isn't looking too bad. Julio, is it just me, Bo? Or do you do you watch Julio's at bats and think he's trying to play the hero too much? Like he's still the Mariners' number one player, and I'm not trying to, you know. I I guess this is probably more nitpicking, but um, he's been striking out a bit, and it feels like his strikeouts. I mean, they are swinging, but he's just trying to to hit the ball as far as he can in those strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, I think that he is straight. He, he's striking out I mean, close to like 30% of the time right now, which I don't think that's really what you want to see. Um, but, uh, you know, he is still, you know, slugging 500 right now. So I'll take that. But yeah, no, there, you're definitely, I think you're, I think you're pinpointing something there that it seems like to me that he is swinging a little bit harder, swinging a little bit more than, um, maybe we've kind of seen in the past and there, I think there could be something to the fact that he's, he is trying pretty hard. I think he is trying to move this team along. Just, I think, like we said, right. He's our guy that he comes up to the play every time and we feel very confident that he's going to be able to get us a hit and do something for us. So maybe he himself feels that way. And he's just trying to mm-hmm. put the ball in play, put it out of the ballpark. Like, um, yeah, I think that, I think that's kind of expected in some ways for a kid that is still only 22 years old, that he's going to try to swing every time and hard every time. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, like we've talked before, like I do wish that the, the Mariners had some other version of like a true leadoff hitter in a way, somebody that just can get on base and maybe steal some bases at the top of the lineup. But Julio does that anyways. Cause then who, if Julio was in that two to three spot, I'd feel much more comfortable with him swinging as hard as he can all the time. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. Mariners don't really have that. So, um, yeah, I think Julio's just going to do what Julio does. And, um, like I said, wish he could, uh, at least hit, connect with it probably more, but he probably will in the future. So I'm not overly concerned about it, but I think your, I think your position is, uh, is noted there and well warranted. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the, uh, box score up for tonight's game? Um, let me see. I can for Monday's pull game. it up here. Let me see. What are you trying to look up? Uh, did Suarez get a hit tonight? Oh, look at call it. I, he, he had a, I think he had a he, point where he had two runners on, I think in the eighth that I saw him go down on oh, yeah. uh, Suarez did not get a hit tonight. Yeah. No. He just lost his, I think he had a six, it was either six or seven game hit streak tonight yep. with his 0 for 4. So, yeah. Um, but he's, he's seeming to hit the ball pretty well. He's still got a 326 average mm-hmm. and uh, has, he doesn't have any home runs yet, which kind of stinks, but uh, seven RBI so far from Gino. So, um, good, good middle of the order bat there. Ty France, I think, is hitting the ball well. I mean, our top three. Julio's hitting 265, which that's going to come up. Ty France hitting 313, Suarez 326. So we just need the back end really, you know, not just this Chicago series, but the back end of the lineup to hit the ball going forward, you know. Um, and yeah, Kelnick's probably going to be a good, a good, um, you know, person that hitting the five, six hole. You know, get some get some RBIs and some um, chances there. But you know, we need we need guys like Wong, Haggerty, uh, Tom Murphy, Cooper Hummel, J.P. Crawford, all those guys to kind of come through. And um, you know, it's going to help us win some ball games if they can get on base and start hitting the ball a little bit more. 
So, yeah, I mean, if you were to pinpoint, like I've been pretty, I've been pretty happy with the offense so far, like even with Teo's struggles and Colton's struggles, like I've been very happy with the offense thus far. Like if I could, mm-hmm. I think if we can get those guys going, we're really talking, you know, we're really talking big at that point. Mm-hmm. If you had to pinpoint like the mayor, the main Mariner, the Mariner struggle so far, like what would it be? Cause like in my mind, I think it's probably the bullpen and just the number of walks that we're giving up and not just the bullpen. We are walking a lot of guys, I think in just in general, but where would you, where would you pinpoint it thus far of like the biggest challenge we've kind of faced this far into the season? Mm, that's tough. That is kind of tough. I don't know. Um, I think there's been bright spots everywhere. You know, like I mentioned it earlier, you know, Spire and Gott and Seawald, you know, Seawald had one bad outing, but they are seemingly coming around. So, but you know, the last four or five guys in that bullpen are very feast or famine. So Mm -hmm. you can point to that, Um, you know, walking guys, that's not just on the relievers because, guys like Logan Gilbert and Marco are coming in and, you know, walking a lot of guys. I don't know. I guess, I guess the pinpoint is just consistency. You know, like I just, we're not seeing anything consistent from anyone in the rotation outside of Luis Castillo. And even Castillo gave up two runs, but um, you know, they're, they're kind of suffering from what Robbie Ray suffered from last year. You know, he'd have one bad inning in an otherwise really good pitched game. You know, you know, he'd give up three runs one inning, but five of the other six innings, he'd strike out six, seven guys, you know. So um, I I don't think we can really blame it on one area of the game um, because there's been bright spots, but it's just you got to remain consistent and. We're not seeing any consistency. And maybe it's because we're battling injuries. You know, we got Robbie Ray on the shelf, Andres Munoz on the shelf. Um, you know, we're having to go to the bullpen a little bit more. And so they're probably hurting a little bit. You know, I'm glad to see Penn Murphy didn't get into the game. <laughs> Scott for two days has said, you know, he's not available. And, you know, Sunday he had to come in. But, um, you know, we need to we need to get a couple more innings out of our, our rotation. You know, they need to come in and, you know, I, I don't mind them giving up runs, but they need to come in and, you know, have consistent outings. So nice. I agree. Yep. I like it. So I don't know. This, this cup series is certainly salvageable. Losing Monday doesn't mean anything because how many times did we lose the opening game last year of a series and then come back and win two of the three, you know? So yep. it's, it's definitely still a winnable series and, you know, we got to take it one game at a time, but, you know, honestly, you got to take it one series at a time. And if we're winning two out of three, then we're doing something right. You know, um, we took two or three from the Guardians. Um, one other thing to note on that, because I don't know if you realize this, Bo. Um, I know we talked about it, I think, last week. Uh, this is the last um, time we see the Guardians, unless we see them in the playoffs this whole season. Um, with the Guardians' win on Sunday, they hold the tiebreakers if we were to go into the the off season or the off season the postseason with like a tied record, they would hold the tiebreakers because they won the season series. So um that kind of stinks. Yep. But um you know, we took two of three from them. Uh so definitely hopefully next time we see them in the playoffs, if we do, you know, we can we can do the same thing. But um yeah, no, this Cubs this Cubs series is completely salvageable. So, yeah, and I think it's it's a good point on the Guardians. Um, I think this Cubs team is I think this Cubs team is I think this Cubs team is beatable. I, this isn't as you know talented as those Cubs teams in the twenty sixteen certainly, and I don't know. I think we've still got a good chance to kind of get a couple wins here and come back and win the series. Um, I do like your point on the guardians. I think that's important. I think maybe one of these next times we talk, we'll probably have to kind of talk about, I think baseball and just the other teams that are looking good right now. Cause I think that there's going to be a lot of implications just given how well the rays have started a bunch of other teams of kind of how the, the, the landscape of the baseball, especially AL baseball is coming around. So something to talk about in the future, mm-hmm. but um, 
yeah, it did have implications, and you know, the hope is just that. I know we're coming up on a bunch of NL games, so maybe not as high of implications, but still very important to win any game you have. So, um, yep, and we'll talk more, uh, you know, in the coming days. Yep, yep. Um, you know, we're, we'll have another episode uh, Thursday or Friday. Uh, we haven't decided yet, but um, you know, we'll recap the rest of this Cub series. We'll look forward to the weekend. We're heading back home. Bo, who do we got uh, this weekend? The Colorado Rockies. Ooh, you're going to that game, aren't you? One of those games? I'm thinking about it. Haven't decided yet. Jackie Robinson Day is on Saturday. Little League Day is on Sunday. Probably won't make the fr- the Friday game is the clinch bobblehead, so I won't be there that night. So sorry, I won't be able to get that for you. No. But- that's the day you gotta go. That's the day you gotta go. Uh, I need the big dumper bobblehead. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. But anyways, yes, the the Rockies are coming to town this uh, this weekend. It should be a fun series. Good, good. Well, you know, let's get two or three from the Cubs. Rockies can come in. Let's sweep them, and I will be happy. That should bring us back over to five over five hundred. So. Um, yeah, but anyways, that's our show for the day. Um, you know, quick, easy, painless, well, somewhat painless, kind of painful talking about Sunday, you know, um, but Bo, do you got anything else? Any, any parting wisdom or, uh, anything before we head out of here? Um, no, not tonight. No, good chatting with you. Um, hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll turn it around and get the series so yep all i got yep all right for all our listeners in the puget sound pacific northwest and beyond we want to thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the forks down podcast for bo chisholm i'm rick clark and we will see you on friday